How do children's authors build strong book businesses and grow their impact? By hanging out with Lori here on The Writer's Way. Hello again, everybody. I hope everybody's great. This is actually the second time that I am recording this. Yesterday, I did it on my phone while I was at the Splash Park with my kids. And it was a very fun show (laughs) with splashing and sounds of laughter and joy in the background. But um, I decided today that you all are worth a better audio quality. So (laughs) if I was better at audio engineering, I would include just a little snippet of them laughing because it really was delightful. Uh, But, you know, live and learn. Here we go. We'll do it professionally with my... my, uh, no noise to be removed in the background, maybe, except me breathing. I don't know. Okay. Last week, last week we talked about traffic and we talked about five ways you can get more traffic because traffic is the basis of book marketing. With no traffic, you have no one to market to. You have no one even remotely interested if there's nobody coming by your store, right? Then you don't even have the opportunity to invite them in. So that was last week. Go ahead and listen to last week if you didn't yet. And this week, we're going to talk about when you get that traffic or you start getting that traffic, how do you, um, like, what do you do with it? How do you engage them, right? So the first question is, where are they? Where are the people? Where are they walking? Which mall are they walking in? (laughs) How are we going to invite them in uh, if we don't know where they are? So where are they? Now, this is going to shock you, I know. Are you ready? You prepared to be shocked? The people are already on social media. (gasps) I know. I know. You might need a minute. Uh, They're already on social media, and so are you. However, chances are good, especially if you're fairly new, that you're on social media as a user, as a consumer, as a casual browser. Uh, you're in the mall crowd walking around, you know, maybe having a donut in the food court. Um, you're not the store owner currently um, if you're fairly new. And, you know, it's not your fault. Everybody starts at ground zero. Most of us don't have a sales or marketing background. Certainly most of us don't have a social media marketing background because it wasn't a thing when we were growing up, unless you're on the younger end, in which case maybe you are awesome at it and that's great. You don't need this. But I'm talking today to people who feel like they just aren't being strategic on social. You realize now that you're just sort of on social, but you're not using social. And so that's what I want to talk about today is a couple of tips to help you use social more strategically. To start off, I'm going to say, please don't try to be everywhere. Don't try to be on all the socials. That's what we're going to call it now. Um, Instagram is great for getting engagement and for finding your perfect people. It's not so great for sales, I'll be honest. So what it would be great for is making connections with people and developing that captivated audience and then moving them through a funnel of sorts. So a funnel is not, hey, buy my book and they go buy your book. A funnel is more like, hey, uh, I have this really cool free thing. Would you like it? Here's the link. And then it's an opt-in box and they get on your email list. And the email list becomes um, the next piece of your funnel. So they go from social media to your email list and that's where you make offers to them. That's one way to do it. Um, so when you're on social and you've chosen your, your one social, so I will say, sorry, I'm all over the place. Um, Facebook is where, I mean, 
all the people on Facebook, right? But it feels harder. Um, so I would probably pick if you're starting out Instagram for, uh, growing the engagement, the network, that kind of stuff, reaching out to influencers. But I would also get started on Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest is a huge search engine. And who's there? The moms are there. The teachers are there. The counselors are there. And believe it or not, the dads are there. It's like a whole dad area of stuff happening on Pinterest that we maybe as moms uh, don't even consider because you think of it as recipes and kid activities. But but there's a whole, whole huge world there. And so I would highly encourage you to, to check out Pinterest and it won't feel, what's the word? It won't feel like you're making progress in the same way, I think, because there isn't the back and forth engagement, right? It's more of a one-way street, but your content lives for so long on Pinterest and um, you don't need to be there. You don't have to do the Oh, I have to comment within half an hour or, you know, I have to hang around for an hour. I have to write back to people because people don't really comment very much. So that's not necessary there. Um, you do need to show up, you know, like with your pins and it needs to be strategic. Uh, by that, I mean keywords, um, and, and starting them down the path of a funnel, but you don't have to hang around, right? So anyway, I would say Instagram and Pinterest. And to be honest, we're all just kind of on Facebook anyway, most of us. So you might as well just do your thing on Facebook if you're there as well. Okay. So pick your channel. So let's say Instagram. So pick your channel. Now pick three to four topics that your perfect person, your perfect reader would be interested in. So this is not your top favorite things, although there might be some overlap, right? So if your books are cat books, then maybe one of the things you talk about is cats, cat adoption, cat rescue, cat memes, cute cats, etc. Um, but you should also talk about some other stuff. So what would your perfect people be interested in? And don't just pluck this out of your head and plow forward with it. Okay, slow down and take some time to do some research. So go and find some other accounts on Instagram that are doing well, that from uh, from what you can see, I mean, obviously you can't see the back end, but from what you can see, they're getting lots of comments and engagement and the comments aren't bots, right? So the bots are like good work and lots of emojis and, uh, you should advertise this on my platform, that kind of stuff. So have a look and see what people who are getting a lot of engagement, let's say on cats, like let's say it's a cat page, crazy cat page, and you go there, what kinds of things are people interested in and engaging on? And then try to emulate that. So not copy paste, not repost their stuff. Just make note of what topics are they talking about when it comes to the cats or whatever the topic is. What kinds of images are they sharing? Those kinds of things. And, um, and then try that out on your page. And so now three or four topics you can talk about that will appeal to your people. Chances are your people are parents. So what would parents be looking for. So on Instagram, they're not really looking for um, education, really. I mean, they appreciate that, but they're there for an outlet. So make it funny, edutainment, if you can, a little bit of education, a little bit of entertainment. Okay. And then once you get your three, four things, then you can try it out. If you've 
been in my world for a while, you've heard me say that marketing is testing. So I can give you a direct formula, say this, do this, show up here, do it at this time. But the fact is that there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. I mean, for most things in life, right? But there, it, there can be a starting place. You can start somewhere and then test and analyze, look at the data, see what people liked, see what they engaged with. And then you also need to think a little bit deeper because some of your content will be engaging. So people will like it, share it, save it, comment on it. But some of your content is likely to be the stuff that just makes people think, that makes people notice you, but doesn't necessarily garner comments, saves or shares. And so sometimes that's sort of the, um, like the back door of it. So somebody might, um, send you a message and say, Hey, that really resonated with me. Or, hey, I really appreciated that you said that, but it might not be on the front end. And so that happens a lot. And that's why you need a variety of content. You need that really engaging stuff. Uh, to juice up the algorithm, but then you need that deeper thought provoking. Maybe it's inspirational, motivational. Uh, maybe it's just really helpful. Maybe it is educational, but more, um, but less educational type of course. So you do need that variety and, and don't expect to get it right out of the gate. Um, expect to try a system for a month. Look at your analytics. Look at your private messages. Uh, look at where you were sending people to. Were you sending them to a freebie, to an opt-in list? Where were you sending them to? And did you get those conversions? And then make small changes bit by bit going forward. Hope that makes sense. You can't expect to try this for a month, put up 10 posts and start making sales. It's really a long game. The social media marketing is really a long game. It's not a short game. Okay. Um, when you're putting up your posts, a lot of authors I've noticed, they don't want to be self-promo-y, salesy, etc. So they, um, they end up never saying they have a book or they maybe say they book, they have a book in the bio, but then their posts never have a book. So if people are just scrolling and they see that post or all your posts even, if they never know that you have something for sale, if they never know you have a book on you know this topic, then they never have the opportunity to buy from you or to check you out. So on the one side, you can't be too spammy. And on the other side, you do need to sometimes offer a sale. So my recommendation is once every nine posts, ask people to buy your book nicely. Okay. And so now I have a bit of a formula just to get you started because I know that it's so much easier to start from something, some kind of a system, some kind of formula, and then tweak it as you go. Um, I would just say, this is not uh copy and paste. This is just a place to start for everybody. And then, you know, hopefully uh, adjust it for you and what works for you. Okay. So I'm thinking again on Instagram and I'm thinking, um, about a nine post grid. Okay. So every nine posts ask for sale one time. So sometime in, in those nine, three out of those nine ask people to join your email list and like you're a writer. So write something interesting. Okay. Don't write, join my email list. Please don't write, join my newsletter. Um, 
three times out of those nine, post an image that you worked on specially to get a lot of engagement. Often this is a selfie or pictures of your kids, if you're okay with that, because people love other pictures of real people. And then three times post a caption that you worked really hard on that is thought-provoking or educational or something that you think your perfect people will really respond to. So I'll repeat that. So three times ask people to join your list. Three times work on a really good image that will stop the scroll and get lots of engagement. And three times post a caption that will get a lot of comments. And then at some point, one in those three, you need to ask for the sale. So for the month of June in the Facebook group, it's called Marketing for Indie Children's Authors. I'm running a challenge and it's a traffic challenge that corresponds with this little series on the podcast. And it's a point system for a prize. Not just one prize. Everybody who gets 25 points this month will, will earn the prize. And you get points for doing all those five activities that I shared last week. So it doesn't matter if you actually land a podcast interview or get um, a blogger to agree for you to guest post or any of the other things there it's what counts is making the effort and trying. And of course it will be honor system. So I'll put the link to the group in the description here. And if you're not already in the group, then feel free to join. You do have to answer the questions. Um, not because I want to know everything about your life, but not that they're that personal. Now that I say that, but um, to reduce like bots trying to get into the group because, you know, bots. Um, so yeah, join us and take this challenge. Obviously, if you're doing another challenge or you're too busy, don't do it. But June is a, is a tricky month because we want to sit outside in the sunshine and do nothing. <laughs> and you don't have to work, you know, 20 or 40 hours a week at this. If you did one hour a day, you would win this challenge. No problem. So there you go. There's my little pep talk for everybody in June. And June is also, June and July are also um, historically not great for sales, just so that everybody knows. The J months is kind of how people think about it. So um, you might notice that and feel a little bit sad, but why not work on your traffic then and build up the traffic and build up your audience in preparation for August and the fall when sales should ramp back up again. Okay, join me next week for the last part of our traffic series, and I hope everybody has a fantastic June. Bye.